Heya. <laughs> okay, for real. All right, y'all. Welcome to the first episode of As Told by Cherie. Y'all, this has been a long time coming. Like, if you are a good friend of mine or just somebody through social media that's been rocking with me for a long time, you know that, you know, I've done the blog thing, the YouTube thing, the um just writing and I was trying to find a way or avenue that's easy for me to just get my thoughts out to y'all um and you know talking with friends and you know praying about it talking to God about it you know he came he brought to me doing a podcast and I I came up y'all so many reasons I ain't got no mic you know, um, I ain't got no radio personality voice. I came up with so much shit, but God kept putting it in my head. Like he has shown me that, you know, my job in life, this, I feel like I'm getting preachy, but this isn't even me being preachy. I just feel like God put me on this earth to help others. You know, and it's something that I love to do. Like I'm in the healthcare field, in the military, and I love to serve others. I love to serve my country. And yeah, so, okay, let's get into it, okay? So as y'all can tell by the title, righty, this first episode is titled Return of the Mac. Baby, that's my song, but it is so relevant to me, okay? And before I even go into this episode, I feel like I shouldn't have to explain myself, but I'm going to just say that this isn't a diss to an ex or anything. This is just me, and this is just me living in my truth, and, you know, that's just what it is. I'm not, I wouldn't even do this podcast or anything if I was still bitter and stuck on past things everybody has to heal like I'm still healing but I wouldn't do this or I I wouldn't be able to talk about this if I was still upset about things in the past so let's go so return of the Mac y'all so we're here we're here again we're single (laughs) and like for the first time in my life I am so comfortable with being single, y'all. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm just enjoying the process this time, you know, learning about myself, um, healing. There has definitely been some healing that happened this summer and this fall, y'all. The girl was going through it. Okay. (laughs) From like February to uh, what was I say February to like uh, September ish my ass was going fucking through it which is why I wasn't on the blog a lot posting a lot of blogs or you know none of that because I had some healing to do and I felt so bad because I wasn't as consistent you know but man I just had to really do some internal work um and yeah so like being single and a lot of y'all don't realize but I'm a empathetic person I call myself I'm an empath right and being an empath in dating is so hard 
Like nobody freaking talks about this. Like I am, it's weird because I'm so sensitive, right? But I will haul off and try to fight. You know, I got like this thug side of me, this zone six side of me, like that will not stand down from a fight. Like how I am, I don't give a fuck. If you are six foot and 400 pounds, I'm gonna still try to fight your ass. I'm gonna lose, but it's just that gangster in me. <laughs> but for real, but I will cry at the drop of a dime. And I'm like, it's so hard being an empath because like nobody talks about this. You know, like if you're an empath, you know that we're healers. Like that's what we are. Like we feel everything. I feel everything. And when it comes to dating, I feel like a lot of the times we attract those people who are emotionally unavailable, who we attract those people who are emotionally um, mature, those people that are not emotionally mature. And it's hard because we want to heal them. We feel like I can fix you. I can help you, you know, and we like a challenge, you know, Um, but on the flip side of attracting those people that are emotionally unavailable, it puts us through a lot. And, you know, I kind of talked about it in my last blog post about, you know, your soulmate and your twin flame and stuff like that. And just like a background of myself because I feel like if I'm not transparent with y'all y'all ain't gonna be transparent with me and like I said this is a safe place and so you know like in my past relationship um I was the empath of course and I basically attracted someone who wasn't emotionally available um they weren't emotionally um mature And we spent like two, almost three years trying to get him to get to this point. And um, like I said, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about how I deal in relationships. Like if y'all haven't read, this sounds corny, but if y'all haven't read the five love languages, y'all need to read it because I learned how I like to be loved, how he likes to be loved. And, you know, it was honestly too late by the time I realized it, but I realized that he was loving me how he liked to be loved. So my love language is, you know, words of affirmation, um, you know, like talk to me, you know what I'm saying? And his was gifts. <laughs> And he would buy me gifts whenever something would happen or to show. He wouldn't say too much like, dang, I really care about you. I want to be with you. He thought that his way of giving me gifts was his way of saying it. Um, And that's just like a tidbit of, you know, what went wrong. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I feel like being an empath, it is so hard with dating Also, too, I don't know, but most of you know, I have a son. He's four years old. His name is Micah. And after I had Micah and because I was married before, 
And, you know, coming out of a marriage and then trying to date again, um, you know, you learn what you want and what you need. I feel like having a child really helped shape me into knowing what I want. But you don't even have to have a child or nothing drastically has to happen for you to reach inside. Most of us just have to do the work, you know, and it does not have to be hard. You know, just sit down and think, be real with yourself, like honest. What are your requirements? What are some things you're really to work with someone on? Because let's be honest, nobody is perfect. Nobody's going to have all them attributes, but you got to realize you're hardcore things that you're not willing to change the things that you're willing to work on with somebody else you know and things that you ain't going to accept okay and I mean like with me I just realized that I can't be with nobody that's ugly and that's not saying (laughs) that sounds bad you know the beauty is that I have the holder right so I realized I can only be I have to be with someone that's a little like you got to be semi-attractive. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to be a six on that. Got to be a seven on that scale between a one and ten. You know, my seven might look different from somebody else's seven, you know, and that's not saying that I have had a ten or eight or nine, you know, but you you can't. I can't. You know, this is the thing like we I can't look in your face and you're not attractive to me like in the least. That's not going to happen. Another must have for me would probably be um, someone that's emotionally mature, I would say. Um, This is something I even had to learn. So I understand like it takes time, you know, but, you know, I was once. Not emotionally intelligent. That's the word. Emotionally intelligent. You know, I was like that before. And I felt like if we have an argument, it's done. We're not going to work. We don't have chemistry, you know. But going through the waves and riding the waves and going through the motions, I'm realizing that relationships you can't just give up at the first sign and that's not me saying if he cheated on you sis to stay we're not talking about Jerome that's cheated on you three four times I'm not talking about him no you know this is like if there's a disagreement or you know you guys don't agree on a certain thing that's what I'm talking about and you know I will want someone that knows that that knows that you know we can argue here and there but it does mean it does not mean the relationship is over you know so I feel like that's a big thing those are the two things off the top that I can think of I require um also too you guys you through this journey um you have to carry yourself how you want to be courted or I sound so old saying courted, but you have to carry yourself how you want to be dated. Basically, you know, I learned after that last relationship, I was like, you know what? I have to, I had to really get back to myself because there were some things in that relationship that that other person tried to do 
or say to make me feel less than. Um, and I started carrying myself less than. And that ain't nothing easy to admit, you know, damn sure not easy to go through. And I know damn well, I'm not the only person that's gone through that. But I started carrying myself, y'all, so fucking low that once I got out of that relationship, I didn't know who the fuck I was. I didn't. I looked at myself and I looked at who I was in the beginning of the relationship. I was not the same. I was like, where is this girl? Like how bubbly I am right now and talking. I had lost that. You know? And I had to build myself up. I had to get to know myself. Once again, like I'm saying, you know, learn what I like, attracting what I want. And when I started caring myself, how I wanted to be courted and dated, that's when I started to attract the people that had the attributes that I wanted. I started to attract the things that I deserved. And it wasn't even just in relationships. People started treating me different. People started handling me different. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I've always been a gangster, but it was a time in that relationship where I lost a little bit of that gangster. And don't get me wrong. You need to let those walls down in a relationship. If you really fuck with that person and you feel like, you know, this is it, let them walls down, but don't lose yourself. And that's what I did. I lost myself a little bit. So I had to, you know, I had to get back to myself and, you know, that's a big thing that I want to tell you guys. You can rebuild yourself. You only get one life. You can rebuild yourself as many times as you want to in this life. Don't ever think it's too late. Don't ever think it's too late. It don't matter. You got six kids by him. You get divorced. Girl, you could still start over. It does not matter. You know, it doesn't matter about the history or none of that. You can always rebuild yourself. Get yourself together, regroup, meditate, go to therapy. I'm a huge advocate, y'all, of mental health and therapy. Now, growing up, nobody talks about that shit. Nobody talked about going to a therapist. It was kind of like pray to God and you'll be okay. That's what they said. And don't get me wrong. I'm a spiritual person. I love God. You know what I'm saying? I'm a spiritual person. But it really took me stepping out of the church, learning myself for me to become a spiritual person. That helped me grow in faith. And that's what it is. I feel like there's a difference between being religious and spiritual and, um, you know, and I started, you know, meditating. I feel like it's really good. Um, but also going to therapy, you know, I realized that just sometimes I'm be honest, sometimes just praying alone, is not going to do it. Not for me. And I feel like that's kind of false advertising. You telling people growing up, these kids, just pray about it and everything will be okay. No, sometimes you actually got to do the work. Sometimes 
you you know, you actually got to look at yourself and realize, damn, I had a part in this. I was wrong. Um, and therapy helps out a lot with that, too. Like just because someone goes to therapy, it doesn't mean that they're incompetent or it doesn't mean that they're crazy. You know, there's there's all these stereotypes, you know, around therapy and stuff like that. And I think more so it's in the, you know, um, black community, black community, you know, and the minority community and things like that. But if you can go to therapy, like there are so many resources that you can go for free or at a cheap cost with or without um, insurance. And I'm going to put a couple of those links down, um, you know, in my message little thing. I'm still trying to work this out. But I'm going to put some links to therapy and easy ways to access therapy um, here in the little info box in this episode because I feel like it's important and more people need to talk about it. Especially during times like this with the pandemic and, you know, the things, the racial injustice things that are going on this year. This year has been a hell of a lot. It's been a lot, (laughs) you know, and so I think that's important. You know, therapy, just focusing on yourself, take care of your mental health is important. Um, And I think the last thing that I have for this podcast, my last note is if you're in your journey of dating, getting to know someone, you know, and you want that happy ending because we all want a happy ending, right? Don't chase behind anybody. And this is coming from somebody that has chased behind somebody, Um. And I regret it, but you know, you live and you learn. But don't chase behind anyone. Don't chase behind anybody dusty ass son or anybody ashy ass daughter. Especially, this is the thing, y'all. Listen, listen, listen. If you gotta chase someone, that means you're you're running after them. They're running in a different direction. They're going where they want to go. Away. Let them go. You know, and I know it's not easy. It's been several times during this journey where I've just been like, man, I've cried at night with my sensitive ass, you know, had to fight off temptation from texting my ex. You know, you hear a song, you want to be like, "Uh, I'm going to text him. But nah, it's like, that's my little text noise. But nah, it's like, you really don't chase behind nobody. You know what? Have enough peace and self-dignity to walk away because what's for you will be for you. I'm a huge believer in that. And, you know, just because something something didn't work out with someone, like I always say, I referenced my last relationship because it didn't work out, but it happened for a reason. I grew so much in that relationship and I learned so much about myself that I would not have learned if I didn't, you know, go on that journey with that person. So that's why, you know, I I look at it like that. I no longer look at it like, man, I wasted two years on this mug, you know, (laughs) two, almost three years. What a waste. 
But nah, like it's a journey. What's for you is for you. And don't look at those people like, oh, it didn't work out. They helped you grow. I promise you, if you could sit down and think about each relationship or whatever, I'm not talking about entanglements, talking about relationships. If you could sit down and think about each relationship you done been through, think about the things that you've learned about yourself. You know, it's growth. That's growth when you can do that. And we're on the journey of growth. Like I said, this is a safe place. We mess up, but we're going to get back up in the morning and put on our lashes and handle the fucking day again. You know, you only get one life. So I thank y'all for listening to my first episode. And I'm so excited about this journey, y'all. I hope y'all like it. And I will talk to y'all on the next episode.